If you've ever thought that the Trump administration just can't go any lower, that they can't get any worse or any more racist, you were wrong. It can go a lot lower. Now, just 11 days after a white supremacist shot up a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, and slaughtered 22 men, women, and children in one of the deadliest hate crimes in this nation's history, the Trump administration has continued to target immigrants of color every chance they get. But this week just went somewhere that surprised even me when Trump's head of U.S. citizenship and immigration first suggested rewriting the beautiful poem at the feet of the Statue of Liberty, then yesterday brazenly stated that it was only meant for Europeans in the first place. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Today I'll play the clips, but let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. Today, I planned on talking to you about a brand new policy that the Trump administration just announced targeting immigrants who've been approved for food stamps or WIC or Medicaid or any type of government assistance. Let me repeat that. Immigrants who were approved for food stamps or WIC or Medicaid or any type of government assistance. And according to the new Trump administration policy, which begins in just a few weeks, any immigrants who've used any of those forms of aid are now going to have it held against them when they apply for citizenship, which is absolutely disgusting. But I want to read to you what I planned on saying, because 48 hours ago, when I first started writing today's episode, I thought what I was about to say was true. It isn't. Let me read to you what I was going to say. Here it is. This is the quote. This is what I was going to say. See, because it's 2019, the Trump administration can't create a policy saying that they only prefer white European immigrants. But a way around that is to create standards that give immigrants who are wealthy a leg up in the process. This is how they operate. This is more of what I was going to say when I wrote this a few days ago. I continued, when Trump ran for president, he literally ran saying he wanted to ban all Muslims from entering the country, even American citizens who might have simply left on vacation. But once he was elected, he knew that that policy could never be approved. So he simply banned people from seven very particular countries, all of them majority Muslim, all of them people of color, saying that it was a, quote, safety and security risk, but it was just bigotry by another name. Now, that is the end of what I was planning on saying today, that the Trump administration, because they can't actually say that they prefer white European immigrants over everybody else, will find other ways to basically make that the de facto policy without actually saying it. But yesterday they proved me wrong. And I don't know if you are aware of this, but right now Trump has found a hustle to appoint bigots to his cabinet without them ever actually getting congressional approval. Here's what he does. He makes them 
acting secretary of this or acting secretary of that, and he keeps them in that position for as long as he can, then he simply replaces them with another acting secretary. Then again and again, because here's the thing, acting secretaries don't require congressional approval. Now, he's done this over a dozen times all over his cabinet in all types of positions. So his new acting secretary of citizenship and immigration is an open bigot, a white supremacist named Ken Cuccinelli. And if you just put a microphone in front of a face of a white supremacist, if you give them time, sure enough, they'll say something racist. So Ken Cuccinelli was on NPR earlier this week, and he was asked how he could square the reality that the Trump administration continues to target immigrants, now targeting them if they've even received any type of public assistance, when the Statue of Liberty has words at its feet that openly speak to immigrants coming here, broken, worn, and weary. And the man literally in the interview, an NPR interview, rewrote the words of the beautiful Emma Lazarus poem. And if you don't remember what the poem says, let me read a part of it, a sonnet of it now. It's the part that's at the feet of the Statue of Liberty. It says this, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Now, please listen to what Ken Cuccinelli says and does to the poem on NPR. Let me play the clip. Would you also agree that Emma Lazarus's words etched on the Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your poor, are also part of the American ethos? Uh, They certainly are. Give me your tired and your poor who can stand on their own two feet and who will not become a public charge. Yeah, really. The man just rewrote the poem and added, who can stand on their own two feet. The poem is literally explicitly about tired, poor, homeless people. It uses those words, tired, poor, homeless. Emma Lazarus literally describes immigrants coming to our shores as wretched refuse. Do you know what that is? It's people who've been declared to be garbage, worthless. Wretched is the worst, the worst possible way you can describe a human being. And refuse is just another word for garbage. To say that the poem or that the Statue of Liberty is about people standing on their own two feet is ignorant. It's the opposite of what it means to be tired, poor, and homeless. It's the opposite of what it means to be the wretched refuse of the world, the foul garbage of the world. And so when the uproar began about this NPR interview, Cuccinelli decided to begin doing more interviews. And instead of backing off of his offensive words, he didn't just double down he clarified exactly what the Trump immigration policy is all about. Here in an interview with CNN's Aaron Burnett, 
she mentions the poem to him and she asks him a simple question. What do you think America stands for? Now, I want to play her asking Ken Cuccinelli this question. Then I need you to hear his answer. What do you think America stands for? Well, of course, that poem was referring back to people coming from Europe where they had class-based societies where people were considered wretched if they weren't in the right class. Yeah, he said that. When asked what America stands for, which is an opportunity for you to really express something principled, Cuccinelli instead openly said, all of this was meant for Europeans. What he said is open white supremacy. Now, we know that Trump loves immigrants, particularly immigrant women, particularly European immigrant women, because he is married and has had kids with two of them. And as this man has banned Muslims and immigrants, as he leads raids on workers in Mississippi and separates children from their parents and inspires the slaughter on Latinx people in El Paso, they have now publicly doubled down on who they really think immigration is for. Let me tell you, every day I study and survey white supremacist message boards to see what they are thinking. And listen, they love what Cuccinelli has said this week. They love it. He is their new hero. He's all over their message boards. And listen, I don't have a pretty bow for today's episode. That's all I've got. I want you to understand that this is what we're up against, which takes me to our action step for today. On this past Monday, I was a part of a team, a phenomenal, talented team of men and women from all over the country that launched HowWeFlipTheSenate.com. And tens of thousands of you have already joined our efforts. But if you haven't already come on board, we need you. We have volunteers in all 50 states, but we need to build an unstoppable force that in 446 days can flip the Senate away from conservatives, that can hold Trump accountable if he wins the presidency, but can also get a powerful agenda done if he loses. And we need you to sign up now, join our efforts. You can go to HowWeFlipTheSenate.com because when we organize, we win. Break it down. Of course, thank you so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love, love, love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. Wherever it is, we want you to subscribe. Please share this podcast, particularly this episode. Share it with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. As you may know, for a couple of months, our big goal was to have over 10,000 five-star reviews. We've already passed that. But if you haven't left a review yet, please do so now. 
Of course, thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love you all and appreciate you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd also consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody.